0: It is now time for the Crime Report. Uh, With our man, Joe Jacqueline, retired NYPD sergeant. He's a former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad. Current adjunct professor. And John J. College, author of the bestseller, The Criminal Investigative Function, A guy for New Investigators, edition number three. Joe, a highly uh, decorated member of the NYPD, including the Department Medal of Valor, by the way, sponsored by the Crime Stoppers, Suffolk County, 1-800-220-TIPS, all calls kept confidential, and a monetary reward of up to $5,000 uh, given for information leading to arrests. In various cases, a very good morning to the Sarge. Joseph, how are you?
1: Good morning, Jay. How are you?
0: I am okay. As uh, we battle out another tough week, storm-related and everything else, it just never stops. Joe, uh, I want to start, well, you know, obviously the numbers are still there. Um, You know, just various stories throughout the week, uh, one in particular... Regarding uh, a gang member out on the street, bail reform, could hold her, uh, and uh, more uh, mayhem uh, from that particular individual. The beat goes on. The beat goes on, uh, Joe. It's like a broken record. I leave with this every week with you. Uh, the streets, uh, war zones, the weekends, you don't know what it will bear uh, as far as the numbers are concerned. We know we have outdone ourselves uh, from all the way now, seven months uh, in uh, to 2020 as far as all of last year in 2019. And the beat goes on. Really no end in sight. Very frustrated NYPD commissioner and Dermot Shea. And, uh, you know, a lot of this has to do with the courts, the bail reform. You know, it's just such a conglomeration of things right now. But uh, every day is a different day, but kind of same storylines, you know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's, there's so many... Variables at play here, and like you said, you named a couple of the bail reform, and, and you know it's just everything added all together exacerbates one of the other, and the problem that the NYPD is facing too is that you know the the the, the courts are closed still; they're still trying to get them you know uh, cases going, but listen. If we you know we can't just blame one thing or another. I mean, there's so many things, you know, and and nobody wants to talk about the you know the diaphragm law Still, I mean, the arrests are down, and you know that that could be a very good reason for it.
0: And no doubt about it. And uh, let's get into that, Joe, a little bit. Listen, we hope for we hope for a decent weekend, but uh, certainly we don't know what we're going to get. As as always, you bring up the uh, diaphragm law. Uh, That has come into play, uh, you know, I guess you have a lot of unions now, police unions, PBA, New York, lawsuit now uh, to block the enforcement of this so-called diaphragm law. Uh, What it is, folks, is it's um, a measure which bars officers uh, from sitting or pressing their knee on the backs of someone in a way that constricts their airflow, the diaphragm, and everything else. Uh, Your take on this, because... You know, it's kind of in conjunction, kind of a preemptive type deal, right, to the to the state anti-chokehold statue there.
1: Well, sure. Okay. I mean, we listen, we understand about the chokehold. Uh, I, I don't think the cops are, are complaining about that part because they understand the consequences of that. But still, I mean, could you imagine being in a life-and-death struggle with somebody and saying, well, I can't do this or I can't do that because I'm worried about being charged with a misdemeanor? That's where we're at. You know the bill does not specify even if it's accidental. So even you know if it wasn't on purpose. So you're you're rustling around with somebody and your knee ends up somewhere and the person goes unconscious or something. God forbid the person passes away. Uh, you're you're looking. You're, they're gonna you're gonna go to jail. Look, there's already one officer who was uh, you know seen on video using a chokehold. Whatever they, he's already been arrested. So the cops have the cops already saw how fast. The DA will work with those cases. Uh, it seems as if the DA is only going to prosecute cops going forward on anything. And and I think that's the message or that's the belief that the cops have. And I think they're just taking a backseat approach to it now.
0: Well, it's all politics, Joe. That's what it is. This is all politics. Uh, it's about safety. You're rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice when you, when you put uh, uh, safety into this equation here. Uh, safety of police officers, too. Uh, and, and really, you are putting roadblocks as far as cops doing their jobs. I mean, I, I, that's to me is the biggest thing. You know, now you have put it in the mindset here of law enforcement, of these types of situations, and who knows what could happen, right? Who knows what could happen? I mean, listen, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we gave you the story in which a cop was in a chokehold, right? Remember that whole thing on a weekend, Joe, yeah. in the Bronx? Uh, did we hear from anybody? no of course not I don't, I don't believe I heard from Corey Johnson, the speaker of the New York City Council on that right because he was the one who led the way in a 47 to3 vote to ban to ban the uh, chokehold to begin with. didn't hear from him though when it was kind of reversed right? Where was um the, where was the mayor uh, with his comment I didn't hear anybody anything from Governor Cuomo on that right? I mean, it it is so one sided. It's sickening to me. Uh, t- to me, safety is the key here. Now you've put it in the heads of people. Uh, that is a psychological deal going on right now. That's dangerous stuff, Joe.
1: Certainly. I mean, and if you look at that public statement specifically on Twitter, uh, you don't get anything about about that. Anything. It's it's uh, they they kind of echo what the anti cop crowd are saying, and it's just it's absolutely. Uh, for, for, for the law-abiding law abiding citizen, it is actually horrifying to, to see that they're not saying anything and see where this is headed. Because a couple of these folks are going to be the mayor in New York City, and there isn't any reason why that this is not going to continue or get worse. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I kind of I did an, uh, an interview with the Post, and it kind of went viral because I just said it, it gets worse from here. And it just and I laid out why, and it's been picked up by every news agency in the world over here. People, you know, break, blowing up my phone. But it's just that's just the reality of it. It's not going to get any better. This isn't going to go away. The shootings and the violence just isn't going to stop tomorrow because you know uh, the mayor says, "Okay, everybody, put your guns down and let's uh, let's talk." It, it's it's this. <sighs>
0: it's just but the I'm lousy. Gonna- li- yeah, it's a derivative of lousy leadership all the way around. It's terrible, it really is. Uh, and let's not forget, let's not forget, Sarge, the uh, you know the uh, stripping of the uh, anti, uh, the plain clothes anti-crime unit there. Those six hundred individuals involved who really led the way. You know, I mean, just for a second, tell the importance of a plain clothes unit uh, making arrests, going in there undercover now they're they're non uniform folks and uh, there were about 600 of them joe that was disbanded just for a second tell the importance of that
1: well they, they acted as a, uh, a major deterrent and i think we're seeing the effects of that now so you know driving around the neighborhood there their job was to look for people carrying illegal firearms now albeit they also ended up with the the lion's share of the you know complaints that people make because you know they're jumping out of the car they're in plain clothes three people get nervous so there's a lot of complaints about that. But they were very effective. I mean, they, they took the lion's share of the guns off the streets. Now you remove that. I mean, I think they were saying more than, uh, you know, 40 or 50 percent of the guns that were, that were seized uh, were done by anti-crime. So we're talking about a very small group of cops that were responsible for basically the majority of the guns taken off the street. And now that deterrent is gone. And, and you know, out in the street, they were referred to as the gun police. And now that the gun police aren't out there, the bad guys understand this, and they understand that, listen, they understand the system better than anybody else. And they realize that there's nobody going to be, you know, hunting for them, so to speak. So there's no more deterrence. And you can look at where the shootings really start spiking. Uh, There was a a New York Times article the other day that, that mentioned a huge spike in shootings between June 12th and June 28th, and they make no mention of the fact that that's when the, the anti-crime unit was disbanded. So I wish reporters would do a little bit better job in regarding, you know, possible motives. We're not saying it's the full thing, but if you look at that spike, you can say, wow, there's something there to to really to look at.
0: No question. Joe Jacklin the crime report. I'll tell you. I I just get a kick out of something here. You know, they have the checkpoints now in place, uh, making arrests. You know, you violate the quarantine stuff, tunnels, bridges, the whole thing. More emphasis on that uh, than there is right now regarding crime in the streets and and the fact that uh, police uh, can't do their jobs properly and you have uh, criminals out on the street, uh, can't be uh, detained. Uh, lousy bail reform laws, grand juries not to be thought of at this point in time regarding the courts, but yet the emphasis and everything else is making arrests. If you violate the quarantine, wow, where have we gone, Joe Jackman? No,
1: I'll tell you, it's it's yeah. I mean, even even the fact with the protesting. You know, uh, yeah, you're not allowed to have any parades. We've canceled July 4th. we canceled all those other things. But you know what? You can go out and protest as much as you want. It's just, it's really abysmal how this has been handled. And it's just uh, one thing or another. No
0: doubt about it. Joe Jacklin, the crime report is a tough story where you have investigators now with the uh, MTA police. They're looking for a group of guys who allegedly assaulted an off-duty cop, NYPD. Got off a train. It was last weekend, Joe, Penn Station, around 6.30 in the morning, too. And uh, he exited the train uh, from Ron and He got into an altercation. Uh, there was up to eight uh, other guys there, according to uh, officials. Exchange of words. Then the fight left him uh, bloody and battered and everything else. That was a tough deal last Saturday morning there. Do we know anything more there?
1: No. Uh, they put out a wanted poster yesterday. I believe that they got on at Wine bench. And I guess, you know, it was early in the morning and I get, you know, because I guess maybe somebody overheard or somebody maybe saw him with his ID card showing the the conductor something happened. We don't know exactly just yet, but I think it was like six against one. So uh, he might have been targeted because he was a cop. So we we haven't we haven't uh, heard everything. I know Suffolk County Police Department is helping the investigation. So it looks like they actually live out in Suffolk County, these guys. And uh, you know, you know, they put out their pictures yesterday. So if you're online, you can go to Twitter and you can look at the NYPD news feed, or even Suffolk County. So to try to figure out if you know these guys.
0: No question about it. Very important stuff. Uh, no, no doubt. That was a tough story too. Eight on eight versus one. Yeah. Uh, not a fair fight there. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'll tell you another tough story during the week where. Joe, a lawsuit was filed midweek and accuses now a former doctor at uh, Rockville University Hospital in Manhattan of sexually abusing 80 kids, 80 children, mostly boys. We're talking about a four-decade span here. Uh, I guess it was under the guise of treating them for growth disorders. So you have a doctor here, and he's not with us anymore. He's deceased, this doctor, Reginald Archibald. Uh, but uh, you're talking about a lawsuit files one filed last year by another 40 alleged victims against uh, this uh, this doctor. I'll tell you these uh, these stories have uh, have come to us before. Uh, really, uh, a tough one there, especially when the guy's not uh, not living anymore, which is a shame. But uh, in essence, uh, that is the case now, where people have come to the forefront. All these allegations and the windows being extended as far as when you can bring uh, these types of lawsuits here. But a very tough case.
1: It, well, extremely tough. And the fact that, like I said, he is gone, it, it, there, will, there will be no more. There won't be any closure for these individuals. And you just have to understand that this is, this is a, a horrifying experience for sure. But could you imagine some of these kids might have told their parents if something happened and the kids, you know, the parents might have been like, oh, come on you know uh and then now here we are this guy's name is in the paper and and everything else i think there could be some horrified parents out there if they're still alive looking at this and saying oh my god uh you know we have to listen to our kids sometimes too and we have to you know take proper action here we are now you know 30 40 years later in some of these cases and and there's not much we can do about it i mean you can have the lawsuit and all but the the, the psychological damage has already been done, and it's just uh, horrifying. And it, it, it kind of like you know, you have kids, you just want to, you know, never let them out of the house because this is, you know, even doctors and a what, what do we do next? I don't know.
0: I don't know either. But uh, the grand jury investigated Archibald. This was back in the early '60s, Joe. Multiple complaints made about him, but uh, boy, I'll tell you. Uh, tough indeed. Uh, any comment regarding this NA, NRA deal regarding the uh, New York Attorney General, Leticia James? Now, listen, I—I'll tell you my viewpoint. Uh, to me, it's—it's it's grandstanding. It's almost trying to to, to make the case where you, you're you're trying to contract the New York Yankees. You know, it's just not going to happen. Uh, But with that being said, uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about some of these allegations regarding the uh, Wayne LaPierre and and some of the head honchos there uh, with the organization about taking all these trips and and possibilities of abusing uh, the situation. Uh, But uh, all in all, um, it's a very tall task. Uh, and, And I'll tell you the other thing that I resent about it. There are so many other things right now that we await. Uh, from this uh, attorney general, and uh, we haven't gotten anything yet. And I'll tell you, a perfect example of that is, well, what's happening with the New York American water situation? They have completely abused the privilege of of being the authority of water uh, for those fine folks of the South Shore who have been abused with high rates and lousy service. Where are we at with that? That's going on over a year now. But yet, we're going to come out yesterday and say, NRA, look out! I mean, come on. Uh, to me it's nothing more than a grand set.
1: I don't disagree with you, and it's just um you know the timing is is kind of you know questionable too like well I said all the stuff going on I mean Leticia James was part of the New York City Council that helped dis you know basically dismantle all the quality of life crimes all the you know the all that other stuff before she became the New York State attorney general too, so people don't don't remember that uh you know so it's it's not a surprise that uh you know going to pull this rabbit out of her hat now it it's um, you know what yeah uh, you know listen if you're going to investigate a big comp- a big i guess I don't even know if it's not a company, i guess how would you an organization and you're going to go after the travel the, i think you you know there's no question that you're gonna find you're gonna find stuff, I mean, just follow the money and you're gonna do this i mean it's the same situation where we're seeing a lot of these. "Quote unquote progressive DAs that have been hired uh, throughout the country. We see that Kim Gardner in St. Louis is under investigation for some of these trips. We saw uh, Marilyn Mosby in Maryland now involved in some of these trips. And so it, I guess they might have gotten the idea and said, hey, we can go after them this way,' kind of thing. So yep. let's just see what let's just see what happens. I kind of thing. You throw stuff against the wall, something's going to stick.
0: No doubt, Joe. I'll throw one more at you. And I got a chuckle out of this one in Minneapolis. Get your take here where you have the city council's proposal to dismantle the city's police department. They think it's going to take a little more time uh, to figure that one out, which mi- which means it won't be on the ballot come November. So you have the city's charter commission voted this week to take 90 more days to review the council's proposal to replace the police department with an agency with a broader public safety approach. And a lot of debates going on, high profile cases, we get it, you know to me, Minneapolis needs to take a good look at themselves in the mirror. This has been going on forever. Uh, they need, how about, let's let's put it this way. Can, can we train our officers a little bit better? I mean, do you feel like there's something missing in your department over the years? I could cite 10 cases, but we only have 40 seconds. But the fact of the matter is, you know what? It's not about getting rid of the police department it's about maybe regrouping figuring out what has gone awry here where is the training are we missing something in the application process i mean come on all things silly
1: well, yeah, it's and, and the crime is going out of control up there too and they have vigilante groups you know doing stuff already i mean it's just it's absolutely you know bizarro land i mean I, we've elected radicals in so many places now that this is the kind of behavior you get yes Invest in your police. Invest in the recruitment. Invest in the selection, so you get better cops, better candidates, and then you have to train them properly. Any the police department, any any city council that wants to do stuff like this, like I said, look in the mirror first because the problems that you have at your police department are a reflection of you. It's it's bad policies, bad practices, and and there you go.
0: Joseph, you stay well. Great weekend. I hope you have, and uh, we'll talk soon. Jose.
1: You too. Have a great weekend.